Welcome to the Salem Sports Podcast. This is Coach Noza. Coach Sanderson. And we have a special guest today with us, Coach Granito from Sprague Boys Basketball. Hey guys, how's it going? Are you talking to us or the listeners? Both. Yeah. Oh, okay. We're doing good. <laughs> I'm good too. It's been yeah. a long time since we've done one of these for multiple reasons and a lot of things have happened. Uh, one thing is I was able to buy a house, which is great. And one thing I was really nervous about was my homeowner's insurance. Luckily, Ryan Gelbrick of State Farm here in Salem was able to help me. He hooked you up. Was able to help me not only get good quality coverage, but to save money and bundle my car and my home insurance. Wow. Okay, so you actually became a customer because of his sponsorship on this podcast. That's right. And we hope that many of you out there do the same thing. Ryan Gelbrick, State Farm Insurance, thanks for your support for the Salem Sports Podcast. Let's get into things. There's many questions out there about the state of high school sports uh coach granito out at sprague high school right now what is your experience maybe what are the limitations that the osa has put on you guys what's going on right there as a basketball coach and then also what are you seeing from the fall sports uh well first off with the fall sports most of them are outside so they're doing you know workouts conditioning workouts um, where there's Sprague's at least getting like 70 or 80 kids, which is really good for them. Um, but they have to do these pods. So they have to be within 10 people at a time. So there's 10 people in a pod with a coach with them. And then, um, you know, they can only really do conditioning. So they can't really do stuff where they're passing or doing other things like that, where they're touching a ball. Um, so they're kind of limited with that. But overall, I think they're getting good numbers because kids are wanting to do some things i think my big question is if they're not allowed to use a ball and the osa still has not put a put a stop on the fall sports schedule what's even the likelihood that a game will be played before november 13th yeah i mean november 13th i think at this point is i'm hoping that fall sports can happen at least starting then um right now it's august 17th but they're meeting August 3rd, I believe, to decide, you know, what's going to happen, I guess. Um, so I think we're all hoping for November 13th, but the likelihood, it's not it's not looking very likely. Coach Sanderson, have you yeah. seen anything from maybe other states or other areas where they've already released what they're going to do? I know in California there's yeah. been some things. I know in uh, <clears throat> my brother-in-law's uh, athletic director up in Washington at uh, – prairie high school in vancouver and they they came out with a little more detailed um plan than oregon did oregon kind of said hey we're gonna wait and i'm i'm assuming that they're eventually going to get to a similar plan that would make the most sense um they're they're now to a a four season um calendar with football getting pushed off into the spring um you know Based on there's, I think that obviously there's all sorts of um, things that go into it, but football being a revenue sport for um, the Washington Association, just like it is the OSA, and they they pay a lot of their budgets based on uh, the playoffs for basketball and for football. Um, so I'm assuming that they're going to want to get that in if they if at all possible. Um, so we'll see. I, I I would think that's where this is headed, but I, we're all just guessing at this point. Um, but based on you know Governor Brown and the the district deciding yesterday that you know in class education wasn't going to start until at least November, I would think that 
um, the sports are going to follow suit, but maybe not. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I think it's going to be a big question here. I think athletic programs have mm-hmm. really touted the student athlete part of it. Yeah. So if kids are not allowed to go to school physically, how are they going to justify playing sports and competing against each other? Mm-hmm. Coach Granito, what are your thoughts on that as a teacher and a coach? If if the district is saying and the state is saying that kids cannot meet in classrooms together, do you see athletic programs encouraging coaches to practice together or compete against each other? Yeah, as far as right now, they're still letting us, you know, do individual workouts for for us at the Sprague basketball program. Uh, we've been meeting, you know, at least with the, the older guys two or three times a week uh, for the past week, but they have to have masks on inside. So you can't really get a lot done when kids are wearing masks and there's three or four guys in the gym um, and there's a lot of different limitations on you. Um, with you have to disinfect the balls after every 10 minutes and so there's you know I mean you think about that that's every drill you're disinfecting the ball after every everything that you do Um, so it's hard to get a lot done Um, but as far as you know I I just don't know I mean there's a lot of unknowns right now and um, I I think it's hard to know what's going to happen what have you heard from parents are they I mean I know every school is going to have kind of a different opinion between their parent groups, but at Sprague, have you seen your parents be more, we want sports to come back, or have they been more hesitant, like only if it's safe, can we, you know, if you guys wearing masks, if you're not yeah. wearing a mask, I don't want to go. Yeah. I think for the most part, parents are ready to have their kids back to some sort of normalcy. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of parents have reached out to me saying, hey, when are we going to start doing workouts, and, and when is it possible to start practicing or whatever? Um, and with the numbers that the football team is getting right now, 80 plus, uh, just for like conditioning drills. Um, I think at least parents in the spread community are ready to, to have kids go back and at least try to figure this out where we can do it safely. Coach Sanderson, your, yeah. your experience currently is with your middle school son and your grade school children. And yeah. so you're kind of seeing the youth sports side of things. And for a lot of parents, youth sports takes up a majority of their life with traveling and practices and sure. season to season and either playing the same sport all year or multiple sports throughout the year and the spring the summer that's a big part of their life what are you seeing from the youth sports community around salem and and where do we go from here yeah i think the hard part is you know um the high schools have to are under the restrictions um, from the district and the the hard part about the youth is those same restrictions aren't necessarily in place. Um, and my concern, you know, from our time at McKay and um, and just kind of thinking about kids that, that don't have the same resources as other kids, um, it, be, it, it kind of, it creates this divide again, um, you know, where, where kids with, kids with good resources are able to, you know, pay for training, pay for, um, the opportunity, maybe even traveling to other states is, is something that, mm-hmm. that our friends, you know, my kids' friends are, are doing. Um, and that's a, that's a hard thing, you know, to, to think about because, again, those restrictions aren't in place and, you know, kids are able to, uh, you know, to practice not with, without masks, with bigger groups together because there's no one overseeing that or there's no governing board that's saying you can't do that. Um, now they may have to go to a park or something to to do that instead of a a school gym, but 
Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's a it's a strange time. Um, and uh, I, I can guarantee this, though. Youth sports will, you know, parents with resources will figure out a way for their kids to participate. It's just the reality of what's going to happen. Um, but will kids whose parents don't have those resources, those are the ones that potentially get left out um, and the gap becomes wider you know, than it already is. Well, I've, I've rode my bike through Bush Park twice mm-hmm. in the last week, and both times I've done it, there's been a full-out baseball game going on. Yeah. I, it had to be middle school age. They, they weren't quite high schoolers, and they weren't little kids. But, mm-hmm. I mean, parents are there watching, umpires, coaches, everybody's everybody's there for it. And I think, like you said, like, at some point, whether whether we're, we're allowed to, quote-unquote, or not, there's always going to be a group of people that are ready to move on, and they're going to force the way to do it. Yeah, and I think my my big question to you, Coach Granito, is especially in the basketball part of things where we see it a lot. What could be the end result here? Maybe is a move to club teams to where parents would just get uneasy and say, "We want our kids playing. If OSA is not going to allow us to do it, we're going to do it on our own." Do you see that being a risk at all for sports? Yeah, I mean, I've already heard about a number of parents that are. You know, if the basketball season gets canceled, they're going to find a way for their kids to play, um, whether that's at the hoop or whether that's forming their own organization or something like that. And my worry down the road is if we don't have high school sports this year and that becomes the norm, then is yeah. just like, you know, when you see where you see in Europe, high school, high school basketball or high school sports isn't really a thing. And is that what this is going to lead to? Um, so that that's kind of my concern. Because um, I think high school sports obviously has a lot of benefits as well, keeping kids academically engaged, um, along with you know them getting play, getting to play in front of their peers. Um, so yeah, I'm worried about that. I'm hoping we can start at least with a modified uh, schedule or something like that, maybe January 1st, like Washington or California yeah. is doing. Um, but you know, we'll see. Yeah, and it it is a huge. I think that is a huge concern because parents like. Like we said, parents with resources are going to find a way for their kids to participate. They just will. And uh, the problem, my, my whole, my biggest issue with the club scene, uh, being a former high school coach, and then also, you know, with my with my kid in that age group, is there's no governing body or oversight um, of coaches, coaches' behavior, coaches' background, um, that that provides a safe place for for kids to go and and we all have horror stories or can can think of instances where you know some people that wouldn't be allowed to coach high school you know sports are are able to coach at that level um and influence kids in a big time way you know i i that's where that's my my biggest concern and problem with that um and then again kids without resources just aren't going to get a play unless they're ultra talented that's the that's the reality of it. If you don't have resources and you're not um, an amazing athlete, you're just going to get left out. And that's that's the that's what high school sports provides. It provides an opportunity for kids, for all kids, to uh, you know to have an opportunity um, to participate. When we look back to March, when things got shut down, how big of an impact? This is kind of a out there question, but how big of an impact does? the decisions of the professional sports leagues have on high school sports because really this, this all the shutdowns kind of started when the NBA closed. Then it was trickle down, 
and the next thing you know, the state tournament's getting canceled. You know, for better, for worse, whatever, whatever you want to think about it, that's kind of what happened. And if this season for, you know, we already seen the MLB, the Marlins canceling games and that going on. NFL hasn't even started yet. If for some reason the NBA has an issue in their bubble where there's some infections and they cancel, is there any hope for high school sports? Yeah, I mean, it, it seems kind of crazy because I, was that six months ago when um, I was just sitting on my couch and Rudy Gobert tests positive for coronavirus and then the NBA shuts down and then the next day March Madness shuts down and then uh, the state tournament shuts down mm-hmm. and then before you know it, we don't get to do summer league or spring sports or anything like that. Um, so to go back to your question, if the NBA, MLB, and NFL can't successfully run sports without getting coronavirus, I don't know how high school sports can do it, um, to be honest. Um, but when you look at the NBA right now, I mean, they're testing them daily. They're in a bubble. Um, so there, I think there is hope. I mean, that model seems to be really working. I'm not sure if you could actually do that in high school. Um, but at the end of the day, too, um, I'm hoping for some sort of vaccine or some sort of guidance from the osa on how we can safely do this so that kids can get back to high school sports i think a lot of people would say well this is silly it's just sports it's not that important but as athletes and coaches ourselves we've experienced the importance of sports in our lives and athletes right now are experiencing that too when you know the state tournament's taken away or possibly the upcoming football season baseball season was taken away in the spring and i think people underestimate the value and the importance of sports in an individual's life when it's important to them. And, you know, hopefully there's a way that it can happen to where the OSA does provide guidance, like you said, to a return to play versus we're just going to cancel indefinitely. And I hope we can see that. Yeah. I mean, I'm obviously as a high school coach, I'm really hoping that they don't just say we're going to cancel everything. Um, and I really hope they don't just keep pushing things back and canceling and pushing things back and canceling and pushing th- things back and canceling. I hope we go to more of a California-Washington model where we have a plan. Mm. And, you know, maybe it's a modified schedule for basketball where it's January 1 through March. We play a half our season or something like that. Because there are just so many benefits to, to kids playing high school sports. Um, like Dean was talking about, just the equity issue of it, where if you go to an all-club system, it's – you know, the kids from lower socioeconomic backgrounds aren't going to be able to afford to play, whereas kids from, you know, a different background might be able to play. And so, yeah, I mean, I hope there's a way to safely just get back and so that everyone can play. Yeah, and the other, the other hard part is obviously our nation is completely divided on, on multiple fronts, but, uh, you know, you're starting to hear of kids – even in our area who are saying, okay, well, you know, my dream or my goal is to be a, a college athlete. And if I can't, if it looks like we're not going to get a play, I'm going to move to a different state where, you know, we we're going to be able to do that. Yeah. yeah. You know, we saw a West Salem kid do that. Who's a, you know, a good athlete was a, I know football and basketball kid. Um, and I, you know, I don't know a lot of details about that, but uh, announced on social media that he was heading to a different state to uh, to play, and so if we start seeing like Idaho, I know, and then uh, you know other other states, you know, across the country say, yeah, we are gonna 
participate. And again, kids with, you know, the means to do that. And, and, you know, there's nothing, I, I would say there's nothing wrong with, with them thinking that either. They're saying, Hey, we want to do this. We want to play. And if I don't have the opportunity to play, you know, I could see doing that. Is that safe? Is it the right thing to do? I don't know, but um, it's just hard. It's just hard when, when, uh, you know, different states and, and there's no continuity of what, mm -hmm. of what we're thinking right now. Yeah. So we have, we have a number of guys playing AAU tournaments in Idaho or yeah. going down to Northern California. Okay. Uh, I've heard from, a, from a couple of different people that the Northern California school districts mm -hmm. didn't join the CIF or something like that. So they disbanded from it so that they can play high school sports. Wow. Like they can play football yeah. in, the, in the fall. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was crazy. And so there was a, a rumor going around that maybe the Medford schools are going to join the Northern California schools and form their own league for this one year. Mm. Um, so I don't know if there's any truth to that, but someone fairly high up in the OSA told me that. So, wow. Uh, at least they're thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think we're going to start seeing, you know, you know, seeing some of that. And again, that's the hard part again from, you know, coach Granito coached at, at North at one time. And when we were at McKay, you just start thinking of those kids that, you know, are just going to, they were already behind the gap was already so big. And then, you know, something like this, that's, I just keep going back to that and thinking like that gap is just going to get wider and wider um, as we go. So in regards to club teams and new sports, I don't know if either of you know this, yeah. but are there any, aside from the government recommendations, are there any restrictions on organizing a tournament or a game? Because, you know, like I said, I've seen baseball games being played yeah. that were organized events. I've seen volleyball tournaments being put together for high school athletes that are mm -hmm. organized events. I mean, and if that's the case, what's stopping people from doing this? Are there any restrictions on it? Well, I know right now for baseball, there's like a whole high school league. I think it's a men's league, but like high school teams like Sprague has a team, West Salem has a team where they just like parents formed their own team, I think. And so they created a club and then now they're just playing in a men's league. So they're kind of playing like a pseudo summer league for baseball. Um, I think it's Sprague and West Salem and there might be some other schools too. Um, but like you're saying, I don't know if there's anything that stops anyone from yeah. doing that with for hoops or volleyball or whatever other than the governor's mandates of you have to have this amount of people so as long as inside at a time as long as you size, follow the guidelines yeah. the big problem is though if you can't use any of the school gyms yeah, yeah. you have to have a facility the facility issue is the biggest concern for yeah. those for those groups and they can't use like even baseball can't use the school fields mm -hmm. um, or even i want to say some of the city fields depending on um you know, depending on things have, have shut people down too. Uh, but like I said, when there's a will, there's a way, you know, finding, finding that, you know, that space, uh, is, is out there at some level. And I think, yeah, we've all seen that. And, uh, I know the indoor sports basketball, it's a little harder, uh, because the government governor's mandates of, um, of not having a certain amount of people in an indoor facility. Um, but again, an enforcement issue uh, comes into play. Yeah, like true. who's enforcing it, yeah. and uh, what's the penalties, you know, that are that are being enforced. So, uh, yeah, kind of a, just a strange time. Definitely something we haven't seen before, and we're gonna find out the solution to everything in the coming months. Yeah. Any final words or final thoughts moving forward, Coach Granito, as a current high school coach? 
you've talked about hoping to see some sort of schedule or guidance. And what do you see as the best case scenario coming out of this year? Yeah, to be honest, I think the best case scenario would be the OSA meets August 3rd and constructs some sort of a plan like Washington and California has where we say we're going to play hoops, for example, January 1 to, to whatever it is, two months or three months, so a modified schedule. And they actually map it out um, and set guidelines and parameters that we can safely play. And then whether that's no fans, I, I, obviously there are probably no fans, um, but some sort of guidelines where we can safely get back to playing uh, on a modified schedule, I think that would be the best case scenario. So August 3rd is the next OSA August, announcement. Yeah, so August 3rd is the next OSA announcement. I think they're, expo- they're supposed to meet August 3rd. Okay. And then I think they're going to announce it August 4th or August 5th regarding – I'm assuming they're going to come out with a schedule like we yeah. saw with California and Washington, but I thought that the last time. Well, I know so. I'm anticipating – no sports through at least November 13th for Salem Kaiser for sure. Well, I don't know if they that, can even. Yeah, I don't know if can you do like cross country in the fall yeah. when there's no kids aren't in school, but you obviously can social distance with cross country. I don't know. I mean, that's that's a decision for districts, I guess. But and Coach Sanderson, in regards to youth sports, what do you see coming up for the coming year? I mean, I know you've talked about parents just going to play tournaments out of state. Do you see any sort of local uh, organizations just saying we're going to do this no matter what type of thing around here yeah i think um you know a lot of that will be again the governor's mandates you know lim- if they if she restricts you know gatherings in spaces it's going to be a huge facility issue you think about basketball if the schools are saying no you can't use our facilities then there's a pretty limited amount of facility in in salem that um that everyone's going to be fighting over, whether it's churches or uh, the hoop. Uh, so I, I don't know. It'll just, yeah, I guess everyone's kind of in a wait and see mode right now, but you know, you can't really do outdoor basketball in December um, in Oregon. So there's going to be, yeah, it's going to be a, a strange time for sure. I would just encourage kids right now, you know, I know for my son, um, you know, the one positive in all this is is there's less games for, you know, I know we've talked about that before, but for youth for youth uh, things, I think, you know, parents want to give their kids so many opportunities so they play 100 games, you know, in a season. And instead, since that's not happening right now, uh, get into a park, get into wherever, the driveway, wherever you can get and, uh, and doing skill development. Um you know, whether you're looking stuff up online or, or meeting with someone, um, I would just encourage kids, whatever their sport is, uh, to do that and uh, to get out and, uh, um, and in, to improve their game in that way. That can't be a negative thing. I, I know for all of us would love to see that, you know, from all our kids. Now, getting, getting organized and doing that's a different thing. But, you know, if you have a will to do that, that would be what I would encourage that was one of the thoughts my one of our friends had early on was we're going to find out who really loves their sport during right. this during this time of no organized sports because if you really love it you're going to find a way to at least like you said get in the driveway or get to a park if you're a basketball player or if you're another sport just at least working on your conditioning but we're going to find out who really loves their sport yeah. uh, during this time hopefully we can return to the love of the game and and playing because you enjoy the game regardless of your sport instead of uh, maybe pressure or trying to find some sort of certain mm-hmm. success for no, no other reason than that. But 
Uh, I know that I'm seeing a lot of kids just discover a love for basketball that I see or just not playing right now. And yeah. that's probably that's probably better for them too. That's, that's, right. <laughs> that's probably true. <laughs> Coach Renito, thanks for joining us. Yep, thanks for having me.